1: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
0: This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 19, as the New York Rangers look to close out a little two-game road trip here and uh, win. I believe it is now six in a row, seven in a row. They're I going. So, I can't count they that have, high.
1: They've won six in a row. Uh, they're going for seven. As we record this, it is currently the first intermission against their game against the Chicago Blackhawks. They've scored three goals in the first period, and if it holds, that that will be seven games in a row. For I, I tell you, not exactly what I thought December
0: was going to be like. Uh, obviously, everyone I think that listens to this podcast knows that I had the gallant fired by the new year. The Rangers were going to lose almost every game this month, but they have completely done the opposite, where they may not lose again. They're pulling you know something off that... Uh, you know we saw the devils do earlier this year and listen it it was needed we constantly said that they were capable of doing something like this it's just there was no signs of life so we were just like listen we know we can do it but i really don't think they they will do it because nobody seems to be stepping up to the challenge so um you know here we are andy uh before the month started and i told you that the rangers were going to possibly we'll say possibly win seven in a row here uh what would your th- thoughts be like h- how would you even handle that statement
1: well considering where they were it seemed right. almost uh impossible especially <laughs> just and the teams they were losing to the uh the Chicago Blackhawks and the Anaheim Ducks of the world it was just uh almost the St. Louis Blues it was yeah it was uh it would have been an incomprehens- uh, hensible, uh, statement you know it's uh but yeah it's just they have found their confidence i guess for lack of a better explanation uh you know it's funny because when they were out shooting teams earlier and and generating more expected goals and yet they couldn't buy a goal and they were losing these games and coughing up leads now they kind of look a little bit more like last year. They're middle of the pack to not really generating as much, uh, at least in terms of possession. But they're just playing that way that we that's more reminiscent of last year, just more self-contained, really not pushing for things all the time. And But they seem a lot more structured, but their structure isn't willing to maybe give up a little bit more but just say, you know what, you can have it. We're going to push you to the outside. And they're just a lot more competent uh, in their own end, James, because even though they, it seems like they've been under fire in their own end a little bit more recently, I think they've done a much better job at mitigating the rush chances against. And when they're in their own zone now, whereas they were just not alert at their back door, you've seen Keandre turn his game on and become much better, much more aware near his own net uh Braden Schneider's taken a huge step forward in that regard. Uh, Currently, we have Ben Harper in the lineup, and I do want to talk about him, uh, just his specifics in a little bit, but just a little bit heavier presence in front of their own net, and even Truba, who has still had his his struggles during this stretch where the Rangers have won seven in a row, has at least been uh, much better in front of his own net, too. So they've improved in that regard, and they're just... They found a balance they didn't have. the 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 line blender finally worked, and now you you have uh, Barkley, Goodrow, playing with Panarin and Zibanejad on the first line. The kid line is back together, and in a you know in a very strange twist of fate, uh, one of the most probably the most underappreciated line for the Rangers right now is their shutdown line of Jimmy VC, who is also on fire, Vinny Trocheck in the center, and Kreider on the wing has become a de facto shutdown line. But lo and behold, James, every line seems to be scoring right now, you know? So, uh, you know, maybe the fourth line, you're not getting as much, although it's been a rotating cast down there recently. But uh, you're getting production throughout your, your three, the first three lines. And and you're getting production now from your D-men. We talked about how many goals Schneider has had during this stretch. And now Keandre, with his, I believe he's got six points in his last six games. He's turning on, he scores a beautiful goal. Uh, Coming out of the box uh, after, you know, just to rejoin the Rangers after taking a penalty. So we'll talk about all that. But in short, it's just they've every, the, they're basically doing what we wanted them to do early on. The kids finally have stepped up. The defensemen are stepping up and the, they, everyone, the kids took a step forward and it helps stabilize the confidence and maybe take some of the pressure off the underperforming vets. And here we are. Yeah. And,
0: and listen, we're not built like, you know the Edmonton Oilers, where we can can rely on like a couple guys to carry this. This this has to be a group effort. This has to be from the first line to the fourth line, and you know D-man one through six, and you know Igor's got obviously got to carry the weight in net, and Alok just has to be, you know, you know, able to give us an opportunity to win the games that he plays. And over the last couple times, he's done that. So kudos to him. Uh Yeah, I mean. Andy, you're absolutely right in, you know, some of the guys have stepped up, including the kid line. It just seems like now the Rangers have figured out that there doesn't need to be one way to win. And they they seem to be able to adapt to who they're playing and how they're playing, which is a, a very good sign and exactly what you need to do when, you know, trying to be successful in this league. Because every night is not going to go the way you want it to. And I felt like we were expecting... Like, I, I, it just felt like, I don't know, at the beginning of the year, it just felt like when we were really hitting rock bottom, it was like, well, you know, it's just not working out. It's just not working out. Well, it's like, yeah, well, some nights you're going to have to try different things. You're going to have to play certain, you know, different ways. You're going to have to, you know, do different things on the power play. And, you know, for now, I think the New York Rangers are deep enough where, you know, they can finally outplay teams up and down the lineup, which is nice. And I really think that third line, you know, like I said, move Kreider to the third line and, you know, not exactly the players I thought he'd be playing with, with VC and Trocek. But, you know, again, they're able to provide some offense. And, you know, if you look around the league, they're going to be better than 90% of other teams, third lines. And in my opinion, especially with Trocek get down the middle and, and, you know, Kreider, you know, using his speed and, and just being able to, you know, you know kind of cause chaos down there and you see vc kind of reap the benefits of having those two guys on his line where you know he gets opportunities so uh yeah no it, it's just very nice to see you know all these things kind of coming together um but like i said the, you know they, they're they're able to play different styles and if you look at the beginning of this win, winning streak you know you had you know, the St. Louis game where they're able to outscore their problems, right? They gave up a ton of scoring chances. It was pretty bad, but you know what? You outscored your opponent and you win a hockey game. You know, the Vegas game, they kind of blew them out. Um, but, you know, Colorado, they were able to squeak out, a, you know, a 2-1 win in a shootout, um, you know, bearing down. You know, things are just not going your way offensively. So guess what? We're going to shut down, you know, our opponent and just kind of wait them out. Uh, Devils, again, a, a team that's fast a team that gets a lot of shots towards the net. And they were kind of able to weather that storm and, and get them to overtime. You know, Toronto, I don't, I don't know if you watched the Toronto game, Andy, but I, I was not impressed with what Toronto looked like. And I like, thought they were ready to win a cup, but they looked
1: slow, 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 slow. And the Rangers kind of just did not allow, allow them to do anything in the neutral zone. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Toronto is much slower this year than they've been in years past. I've watched some of their games, and but I think they're like the Rangers. When they are motivated to uh, to skate, they can be deadly because they do have a lot of skill. They have, you know, between Matthews, and Marner, and Nylander, and Tavares, and and L even Bunting to a lesser extent. And you know, I know he's out of the lineup right now, but players like Morgan Riley, like they have some great skill, but they're not as fast as they were a few years ago. They their GM, kind of similar to the Rangers, they felt some heat for being a little too soft, so they made it. A, they got a little bit older, a little bit more experience in their lineup, got a little bit grittier, but at the same time, they got slower. Uh, and I watched some of the games in their winning streak, and I think when they're like the Rangers and they decide to move their feet, they're really deadly. But I just think that was a game where uh, they just weren't moving their feet as much as maybe I'd seen them through their stretch, and that's all the Rangers really needed. You know, they still generate some great chances because they have some all world skill in their own lineup. But none of it ever felt truly, truly dangerous. I mean, uh, and they, also they missed the f- net a lot, which yeah, I they missed. Yeah, they missed the net a lot, you know. And I also think there was this between the whole Marner point uh, scoring streak thing. I think there was definitely like, so what is it going to end? Is it, you know, I think almost that might have hurt them a little bit if they didn't have to worry about that so much. But, um, but you know what? I just think the Rangers also have every time I've seen them play Toronto and win in recent memory, it's they were always kind of getting out skilled a little bit, but then they started leaning on them and playing a little bit more physical and going to the areas Toronto wasn't comfortable with. And I mean, there was that one shift where they were uh, where they were hemmed in by you know Toronto for what a solid it was almost like three minutes or something it was crazy, but. <laughs> Uh, kudos to Braden Schneider he blocks like two shots and they they survive that and then they get to go down the ice and hem Chicago I'm excuse me as Chicago scores on the Rangers uh, they hem Toronto in their own zone for a little bit and they just start playing more physical and go into the areas that I what you weren't seeing Uh, Toronto go to you know Toronto was taking trying to make all these reverse passes to to kind of take shots from the perimeters or, or at least down near the lower parts of the circles but you see the Rangers; they recently have been scoring a lot of their goals in close. They're getting in on goal and they're encroaching on it. So obviously VC sticks it to the team and specifically, I think the GM who told them he was vin- or the coach who told him he was vanilla. His game was vanilla. Uh, so you know, a two goal two goal game for him he gets the empty netter. He's got a beautiful goal from in tight. So uh, kudos to him. But um, yeah, I just. You know, I, I, as far as that game goes, I think the Rangers have also done a good job of knowing when they have to, uh, just, yeah, you know, when they, basically when they have to, uh, sorry, geez, I just had a brain fart. Basically just when they can need to turn it on and when they can be a little bit more patient and not force things. And obviously that's, a, I think, the symptom of not feeling the pressure as they started getting some wins. It wasn't, every game wasn't a must win. And lo and behold, they just play a little bit more Easy, yeah, you know they're not gripping the sticks as tight, making better passes, making better decisions.
0: Yeah, and and you know again that comes with feeling comfortable and just knowing that, uh, you know no matter what you know obstacle you're facing and you know, what your opponent is bringing towards you, you're able to overcome that. And Ooh, uh, that might be a suspension.
1: Jesus, sorry. Hiedel was that just the heel hit? Yeah I, saw, yeah, I missed the hit. I saw him get hurt. Looked like he got him in the chin, and it was late too. The puck was already off of his stick suspension but zero penalty he's skating off the ice he's got to get checked he looks okay but they're obviously going to do the concussion check on him and it sucks because he's coming back from one a couple games ago he's not actually he's a little ginger so oh boy oh no he wanted to stay it looked like he wanted to stay on the bench but they're saying you got to get checked out so i'm a little ahead of you wait till you see what happens next blast from the past um we're gonna have a fight here
0: no not a not a fight but uh Oh my god. Oh Ten- no. Tenorti uh, got absolutely blasted in the face with the puck. Oh boy. holy, that was sl- a <laughs> square slap shot to the face. I mean, he I think he's going to be fine, but
1: uh he he could possibly oh, have Jesus a broken jaw fuck. or broken oh boy. teeth. Oh boy, it's coming. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one. That's Jesus fuck. Oh boy, I don't like the this game, this this second period has some bad some yeah, bad yeah, yeah. Uh, energy. Right. Let's let's just focus on the podcast and not maybe this game right now. All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll let
0: people know if we we can rack to a goal. But uh, yeah, everything else we're just gonna have to let it be. Uh, yeah, and then you know again, Andy, the Rangers had to play a weird game against the Flyers on the road. Uh, you know they're able to you know outscore them and take advantage of you know a weak Flyers team and. Uh, Kevin Hayes sitting from uh, Tortorella, giving him a healthy scratch. I thought that was kind of funny and, and obviously relevant considering, you know. What were your thoughts on when you heard Tortorella
1: scratch Hayes? Because I, I kind of get it. Like I, I get it too. I mean, they're not winning anything. And right. also, he's, I assume he's, I didn't, because he was cagey about why he scratched him, but I think the insinuation was he was dogging it defensively and I think the whole everyone is saying, why did they bring in Torts if they're gonna should be a losing team? But there is more. I think this feeling from, uh, I guess the Ed Schneider's family or Schneider's family, whoever run, o- owns the team now, just owners and management that they've become too complacent and just not enough compete, and that they're trying. So they're tr- they brought Torts in to try to instill that. So going forward, they're not like a yeah, I don't know, like a country club type team, or whatever they uh, reputation they think they have, and uh, you know, so, but it's it's just a it's just a dumb situation. They shouldn't assign Torts like, and you're you want Kevin Hayes to play and score points so you can flip him for draft capital. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Right. You feel like oh our our organization's got a rotten core, and we gotta we gotta fix this, you know we gotta be the the Broad Street bullies again, yeah, that's well and great, but you also have to draft the next Broad street bullies, and if you're like you he's your leading scorer. and he's still they don't score a lot, so it's not like he's got a crazy amount of points and goals, but he's your leading scorer. you could maybe find a team dumb enough to take him as a rental you know like or hell, even just you know to take him uh, but i yeah i don't know i don't know man it's just it just seems antithetical to me to what you're trying to do and i i do understand that there's some of these organizations that like need to rebuild rebuild way too long because it's just not a good uh i don't know it's just like bad vibes and just not enough winning and get too complacent and all this other stuff but yeah i don't know i just i think it's it's dumb especially if if the you're trying to take Get someone to take Hayes's contract, or you know JVR or whatever. You know, you just you need some players to produce because the only thing I think more demoralizing than a team that doesn't play defense is a team that is miss like putting a bunch of young guys in who are may, may be hungry but just don't have the insulated insulation from actual NHL players. So that's my take on it. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: I thought Hayes was always a lazy player when he was here. And I kind of, you know, I just think it's funny. So, but I I definitely see what you're saying. The, The only thing is though with the Flyers is that uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like the, the guys that they can move, you're never really going to get anything for them. Like, I think there's just so many better options for the price that you're going to pay and to bring in a really slow center in Hayes that, yeah, he can, you know, produce offensively, but in the playoffs, I don't know how much of an asset he's actually going to be. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like if you're, you know, if you're a coach or a GM down the line of a playoff team, and you want to make an addition you're going to want to either get you know you know you either going to bring in a guy that can you know score you a ton of goals you know or a guy that's going to be kind of like a, a speed you know a speed demon that's going to you know be able to grind and and just add a lot of depth and i just feel like hayes is just a kind of a one-trick pony and you're just going to get a slow player that can play offense but i don't know if you're going to want him in the playoffs, like. Yeah, he'd be a great addition maybe for the regular season to add some depth, but I don't know. Definitely not a player that I would be looking to add uh come playoff time. But just my opinion. Uh Let's see. Um the one thing I did want to ask you Andy is uh you know, and this is I guess relevant. I know we're a Rangers podcast, but I I feel like we should definitely talk about them a little bit. Uh, well, and Keith Yandel and, you know, ex-New York Ranger and obviously just, you know, legendary uh, player in the league stated that the New Jersey Devils, he didn't think the New Jersey Devils would make the playoffs. Uh, the Devils are currently on a three or f- three game losing streak. And, you know, they're still in lost pr- four in a row, four in a row, possibly. That's weird. NHL NHL.com has near uh, Devils at three games. But anyway. Four games in a row they lost. I, I, yeah, you're right. It is four games because they lost to Florida. Um, four games in a row they lost. Uh, they're obviously still, you know, in first place, tied for first with the, with the Carolina Hurricanes. Just, I want your, your thoughts. Is this a possibility that they could miss the playoffs?
1: So, first of all, they've lost five in a row. They lost to the Islanders, the Rangers, the Stars, the Flyers, and the Panthers. What is so going lost on? five in a row. Um... Yeah, I mean, I still think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're—I definitely think they're a good team. I think you're—they're obviously maybe their fan base is seeing, and their team might be seeing. It's not going to be as easy as you think it would, because yeah. You know, but every listen, every team goes through slumps, and a lot of those games they lost, I still thought they got goalied by Carter Hart and Philly. They were the better team, uh, and yeah, they still are out shooting teams by a good margin. But that being said. Some of their defensive breakdowns and their awareness hasn't been so good. And, you know, that's, I think that's the thing is kind of young teams learning. It's, it's a, not a sprint, it's a marathon and especially a team that plays a, a very, uh, you know, just plays a very uh, skating based energetic rush style that takes a toll on you after times and say what you will about the Rangers and that they look lazy sometimes, But it also sometimes seems like they manage their energy level in the game a lot better and they don't have as many dips. It's just kind of it's not like they have nothing left in the tank for the third. It's just they kind of ebb and flow and push and retract and take their feet off the gas, but then push it back down. You know what I mean? So uh, I just think for, you know, Flyers fans who are, excuse me, uh, Devils fans who right now are, are, they feel like the sky is falling and that everything's going to go back to what, you know, what it was last year. And I think people forget that the devils lost their first three games of the season off of some suspect defense and, and goaltending and basically you would have thought the sky was falling, uh, that, that it was just going to be what it was. So yeah, I think, I think they'll still make the playoffs and they'll be fine, but I just, I have a feeling that, uh, it's just not going to be as easy as maybe they had thought, but they still have a lot of skill. So, um, yeah, it's just very interesting to see some of the teams that are struggling while especially in a time where most of the other teams in the Metro uh, just can't don't seem to lose like the Rangers are winning all these games. But the the I think what out, they lost today finally, but the Penguins are what seven they've won seven in a row seven two uh, and one in their last 10. Yeah, and yes, uh, obviously the Islanders. The Islanders won against Vegas last night, but until then, they had lost a few games. Uh, the Canes don't seem to lose recently. <laughs> so the, the Metro, once again, is a bloodbath of a division, and it's like this every year, and it sucks. But, and you know Washington had been hot. I, I think they won their last game, too, right? They've, they've been pretty hot, too, recently.
0: Washington, um, uh, yeah, they just beat Toronto, actually. So, Jesus,
1: Toronto. So Toronto's a little bit better. But
0: strugg- Washington was struggling a little bit before that. Um, they were kind of just kind of hovering around that 500. Um, actually, no, I lied because they're seven, two and one their last 10. So shows goes, to show you what I know, but yeah, no, it's just, I don't know. I, there's teams that I'm so like, I write off teams in my head and I'll refuse to like, allow them <laughs> to be good no matter what. Washington is one of those teams where I'm just like, no, the wheels are really going to fall off this year. And it, it's been like that last year and this year. For sure. I don't even like want to even look at them as competition for like the wild card, regardless of where the Rangers are. I just don't think Washington should be a top. Eight team in in this you know conference, I just don't respect them at all. I don't know why, Uh, you know, Ovechkin is chasing history. You know, every game is meaningful when you have, you know, Alex Ovechkin, you know, going for, you know, Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring record. So. It's just an odd thing for me to feel, and I just don't even respect them as an organization. And that scares me because you see what happens when I felt like the New York Rangers were going to fold up shop and, and cancel the season after December. They go on, you know, obviously uh, one of the longest winning streaks they've gone on, you know, in the last few seasons. So uh, yeah. that makes me nervous, Andy.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think outside of, and I say this all the time, and it sounds so stupid because it it's like, you know, it seems weird, especially in a league where you have teams like the Blackhawks and uh, Anaheim, who have been just so bad this year. But obviously, you've had a lot of teams that struggled, but I does feel that at least the parity of the any given night thing is greater than ever. Whereas, like, if you just take your foot off, you'll every now and then you'll be checking the standings, you'll be like, oh, shit, Columbus beat Colorado, like, seven to three. How did yeah, that happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, yeah, they're two, you have two teams that are clearly tanking and maybe the Flyers to a lesser extent, but then you're like, oh, the Flyers beat the Devils the other night. Oh, the Flyers beat the Islanders the other night. That's weird. It's just, and yes, it happens every season, but it just seems like this season, that parity is just even greater. I just think every team is so offensively skilled now they can burn you. Um, and I was listening to, I think it was Arthur Staples' podcast, and they were talking to Steve Valiquette, who, as everyone knows, does has his own stat uh tracking company and that just yeah it's just like ex- the the quality of goals is up right now not you know expected goal quality is up it's just teams are getting better chances obviously they've cracked down on like things like cross check in the slot so there's a little less interference in in that you know in those end but just i think just you look at the skill i mean teams are finally picking up players like Sonny milano on waivers and you know these are the guys they are going to put on waivers where if you had dropped Sonny Milano into the league, uh, you know, ten years earlier than he came into it, he might have been one of the best play- scoring players in the league just because of how much skilled how skilled he is. But you know what I mean? That's just kind of where where we're at in the the modern NHL. But uh, yeah, it's just it's the par- the Metro parity is a, a bitch this year, and the Metropolitan Division is just lit- probably the most competitive division. It just flat out sucks <laughs> how, how how good so many teams in the Metro are
0: but you know but it's also good because that's that's who you want to be compared against that's who you want that you know iron sharpens iron that's yeah and you know it does suck but at the end of the day it's it's the division that we're in and it's exciting and and it's one of those things where it's like i i want to see what you know this team can do against some of the better teams in in the league and you know that's where you know you want to put the bar and set the bar for yourself so you know, and, you know, obviously right now we played the Flyers and uh Chicago. I, I before I said it was a two game road trip. I thought we had the Islanders at home before the Penguins. But we end this road trip three games. Uh Pittsburgh is on Tuesday. Obviously, it's a huge game, probably the biggest game of the year so far for the New York Rangers, uh, a game of which really will show you where we are as a team. Uh Pittsburgh. I I don't know how to even describe them they're just I call them the patriots of the of the NHL where they're just always finding a way it's next man up they don't always need to have all-stars on their team to get the job done they just all buy into a system and and they know how to play and, and Sidney Crosby obviously one of the best captains in the history of the game uh knows how to command a locker room and and always gets the best of his players and yeah, it's just it's just going to be a tough game, a tough team to play against. And, you know, obviously they're going to be looking to seek some revenge after, you know, uh, you know, you're going to be excited in a couple of seconds here, Andy. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I want your thoughts of, you know, the Rangers possibly going, you know, winning seven in a row and facing off against the Pittsburgh Penguins after, you know, obviously last year the Rangers knocking them out. So.
1: What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, Crosby did not get the memo about father time. Players like him and Patrice Bergeron just refuse uh, <laughs> to to get that memo. He's having one of the best seasons he had in a long time. Uh, at the same time, yeah, it's just they have such a good coach in Mike Sullivan. Uh, you're right. Hey, that's two goals in uh, in, a, in two consecutive games for Jacob Truba. Good for him. Um, but... I think that's really you know because we've said this a lot recently especially because they were losing this is the test for this team this might be the test for this team because they're going to be motivated after the way they got knocked out to say that oh it was unfair and you know Truba hurt our captain and we were down our goaltender or whatever so and if you remember last year the Rangers had their number in the regular season just they dummied them every but then in the playoffs it was much closer and they all that was honestly they almost got eliminated uh they were in more danger it's felt like they were more danger versus the penguins than they were against the hurricanes last year um but yeah i think this is that this is truly a good test for the for the rangers i think you're going to get a motivated uh penguins team especially now that they don't have the pressure of their own winning streak and they lost they're coming off of a loss which they were you know it was like i think they were tied with like i I think there was only three minutes left in the third when they gave up the uh you know the go ahead goal to to marty niches and the carrot and the Hurricanes. so yeah they're gonna be and the rangers also are basically gonna if if they win this game are coming off of you know some road wins against lesser c- competition so they maybe their barometer for what is competitive might be a little bit lower although it seems like chicago is pouring on a ton of pressure to them recently
0: back to back games. I'll I'll let it slide this game. Again, yeah, again, a game, the Chicago game. As of right now, the New York Rangers are this is the back to back game. They're getting hemmed by, you know, a Chicago team that's playing at home. Uh, you know, they might not be playing for much, but you know, it's still an NHL game. You know the place is buzzing and packed when the Rangers come into town. And, you know, I would imagine that uh, You know, the New York Rangers are, you know, feeling, you know, a little sluggish after, you know, a, you know, I wouldn't say emotional game, but, you know, there's definitely some history there that you don't want to lose, you know, playing old, you know, you know, Tortorella, obviously, uh, you know, was probably a talking point, Um, you know, Hayes obviously was scratch, but, you know, Tony D'Angelo, you know, was there and, you know, I don't know, I just feel like you never want to lose to Philly they're a division rival for sure and you know if you're if you're you know going on the road into Philly never a tough you know easy place to play I should say um sorry i'm like i just moved i'm now laying on the floor because i didn't even realize my computer was not charging um <laughs> so now i'm laying on the floor next to the outlet so it can charge so if i sound <laughs> any different then that's that's the reason yeah why. you sound lower for some reason that's Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah, so um, you know, I'll forgive them this, but you know, this is a, they're taking opportunities to to get the puck on net and they're putting the puck away. And and listen, if they come out of this game with a win, I'll be to be honest, I'll be proud. But there's still ways to go here. This is like never, you know, a winning streak doesn't mean you get to lose, you know, three in a row. As ask any Devil fan right now, the sky is falling, even though they went and won thirteen in a row. You know, it's never. It's it's never a thing that you wanna just, you know, hang your hat on. And you gotta keep, you know, your foot on the gas and just keep going. And, you know, if you can get a win against Pittsburgh, shit, man, that's that's awesome. But guess who you play next? You play the New York Islanders at home, you know, another game of which you gotta win. You know, you cannot let your crosstown rival beat you on your home ice. Uh, you know, it's just and then after that you can relax. You got four days off. It's it's you know, Christmas. And then you play the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning at the end of the year. So, you know, I, I know we pointed this out, you know, last podcast, but this is not an easy schedule, and you're going to have to play a lot of teams here that are right in that bunch of playoff teams or trying to make the playoffs. And, you know, every win point is going to be so important.
1: Man, sorry, I'm just seeing these. It's getting chippy here in Chicago. Uh, Truba and at the CU obviously going at it they had the big hit uh and then obviously Harper going after Sam Lafferty who was one who hit Ketel late uh so yeah it's I always forgetting that stemming from last year that Truba hit there's been a lot of uh, weird bad blood between a team that's very competitive and a team that is not you know what I mean it's kind of strange but uh to your, yeah, but to your point, James, you cannot let your foot off the gas. I was at the game at the Garden where the Rangers basically had the Islanders dead to rights, and then the Islanders played like human narcolepsy for the first two periods and then just turned it on the third and beat them before the Rangers knew what happened. Uh, so they need to avenge that loss. Sorokin has really been struggling as of late. It, oh, who knows if him or Varlama will get the start. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you need to avenge that loss. But uh, yeah, I just yeah, it's it's tough because they've won these many games and you just know it's maybe is it necessarily fair to expect them to win, you know, whatever, eight, nine games in a row? No, but I mean, the way they're playing right now, it's not impossible. I mean, it obviously depends if they start Igor, if, if they start Halak, obviously, um, who has been better as late. He was huge for them in that, you know, if he had maybe a goal he should have give. He probably would have liked back. But that's kind of what a backup does. He plays good, and he uh, probably gives you up one goal a game. You wish he didn't give up, but for the most part, he's good. And that was Halak in the game against Philly. So, uh, yeah. But you're going to need everyone, and especially if 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 out right now, that's a huge blow for them. You know. So we'll see. I guess we'll see. I haven't seen anything about him either not returning for the rest of the game. I don't know if we'll find out until the next intermission. But, uh, yeah. But it's. You want them to beat these teams in the Metro. You know what I mean? Because those are the games right now that are most important. You're beating the Capitals, beating the Penguins, and beating the Islanders and the Hurricanes. And honestly, honest, the Devils, they're not really as, farther, as far as you think when you look at the way they're losing right now. Just beating your Metro opponents is so important right now. Because those points are the ones that are going to get you into the playoff picture at the end of the year or out if you yeah, and, drop them and regulation wins like
0: you know we saw last year the rangers still neck and neck with pittsburgh i believe um you know and regulation wins were were so important or that was uh no i'm sorry carolina and it was like even if the rangers you know tied carolina in points you know they had the regulation you know wins as the first tiebreaker so you know the rangers to, to get these wins and in, in regulations huge for them um it, you know, obviously it matters, which is, you know, I, I like that the league did that, um, you know, and made that stat actually matter because I, I feel like too many teams were, pl- were playing for overtime and, you know, you should be you know, not punished for it, but it should, you know, take into a, account, um, you know, how you win your hockey games. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have anything else for you. I got one slight little question for you um, that is kind of a little
1: bit off topic. So, do you have anything Rangers related? No, not really. I just, you know, I think. uh, Well, I did want to ask you two things. One, what have your thoughts been on how Vitaly Krafsov has played so far on the fourth line for this team? And two, what do you think about Ben Harper? I'm just curious. Um. Well, the Krafsov situation,
0: you know, I I think you got to kind of look at his game as a whole. Uh, for the and I I feel like if you ask all Ranger fans, they would probably a majority of them would want him in the lineup every single night for him essentially being a, a victim of being in and out of the lineup. I think he's been playing really well and yeah. no matter where they put him, whether that's power play two or, you know, the second line or the fourth line, I think he's, you know, done himself a, you know, uh, he's made himself a case to certainly stay in the lineup. Um, you know, and I d- really don't think it's justified that he's out of the lineup. Uh, so, you know, and now that is is gone, I would imagine that he's going to get a little bit more playing time and, and maybe move up. And I don't know what they could do. Maybe move him to the right side. I don't know. I, I don't, I have no idea what they're going to do, but anyway. Uh, uh, and then Harper, uh, listen, <clears throat> Yeah, I it's just a big body defenseman that is going to keep his game simple and, you know, and not cause turnovers, you know, and not turn the puck over. I think it's going to be huge for the New York Rangers, but, you know, I, I don't know, you know, let's see how he does game, you know, 25. So I, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Is he here to stay? Because I feel like he kind of just came out of the blue
1: and. Now, all of a sudden, he's just penciled into the lineup every night. Yeah, you know, I think he, I mean, they're winning right now, and he's had some pretty, like the, uh, for instance, uh, the Rangers gave up a goal in the rush where he missed, he went on a breakaway on a two, I think it was like a two on one, and he missed the net so wide it spit out the other way that the Flyers went down the other way and scored. Uh, but other than that, he's definitely a bit, little bit stronger and stout in his own end. He's definitely doesn't panic as much. He brings a physical presence, uh, that we know Turk like. So I think for that reason alone, the eye test just like basically says, like, big ass defenseman who, uh, yeah big basically big ass defenseman old school defensive defensive you know who's a bit heavy and and basically leap cross checks you into oblivion if you try to get in on his own net which i assume turk would love you know what i mean so as far as that goes i i think right as of right now the rangers are winning and i'm sure i haven't seen any interviews about what if he likes how he's playing but considering both zach jones and hayek are out of the lineup right now uh I think Harper's here to stay, at least for the time being. That does not mean, though, that maybe that's not an area Chris Drury is looking at for upgrade via a trade, you know, a trade rental. Uh, but at least as of right like now, they seem to be happy with how he's playing. Yeah, he seems calm with the puck. Like, yeah, I, I think he's that the that classic school of like meat and potatoes. Like, look, it's probably not going to extend our possession time, but I just puck goes in, I send puck out. <laughs> yeah. <You know what laughs> right. Mean? You know, which obviously there's a lot. Those are the guys that usually you look at their analytics and you're like, oh, they're horrible because the Rangers can't, don't maintain or they lose possession. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, Schneider, having him and Schneider on the same pairing is kind of, at least physically, is a lot to contend with. And we just seen how he seems to be growing his game and definitely just more assertive with the skating. Because honestly, he's a good skater, Schneider, and he's got a good first pass. So I think, you know, putting... now having Harper there almost slots him into the de facto puck mover line, despite being, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's going to be this burly shutdown guy. But, uh, yeah, I just think, as of right now, they probably like what he's bringing. So, uh, it's probably going to be Harper for at least, uh, you know, barring he has some glaring, uh, yeah, some glaring mishaps. But, honestly, throughout this whole, this whole stretch, you know, I feel like the Rangers' breakdowns have been team breakdowns, not so much individual defenseman breakdowns.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, you know, you know, for the New York Rangers, I think to be successful long-term, they're going to need guys coming in and out of the lineup because, you know, we did talk about how depth might be one of our weaknesses and, you know, if players get hurt or they're just, you know, not playing up to par, the guys that come in and step up have to be playing just as well, if not better than, you know, you know, who we had penciled in. So, you know, the fact that he's, you know, here and he's, you know, offering a, you know what seems like to be a, a better game than uh Jones and a uh you know uh Hayek could offer right now is is huge and listen I, it's no no surprise that the New York Rangers got rid of you know the toughest guy you know on their team and now all of a sudden you know need to call up a guy that can certainly handle himself uh and and, and certainly likes to play a physical game that you know you know and and doesn't mind you know jawing at the other team and and just that big physical presence that the Rangers, you know, think is important. So, you know, if it adds a layer of comfort to have him back there and knowing that, you know, he's going to be, you know, you know, keep the, his play simple and just, you know, kind of be there as a steady presence and a, a big presence. You know, I think that that helps, it helps, you know, I don't think it should, but apparently with this team and this, this, culture we have with the the kid line you know we want some sort of you know feel good protection players out there so if he offers that then good on him and you know if he keeps playing
1: the way he's done he's gonna you know stay in the lineup <gasps> oh sorry keandre miller was almost on a breakaway and almost scored a beautiful goal <laughs> <laughs> sorry i know you were making a, a very salient and excellent point james yes but, uh, thank you yes but just just pretend that that gasp was for how uh well, uh, you know, elocuted that thought was. That's well, why I was gasping. I think that maybe we should make that a sound bite and just do it after everything I say. I will. <gasps> yeah. Um, do you have anything else? No. Uh, the New York Rangers. Hopefully, they can close out this game against the Chicago Blackhawks. Continue their winning streak. The New York Knicks are on a winning streak as well. Uh, I
0: that? thought
1: they. I thought they were in trouble a few times today against the Pacers, but uh, they are emerging as one of the best, if not the best, defensive teams in the NBA. Who would have thought? Uh, Jalen Brunson, not overpaid, uh, and the, the mid-three of <laughs> Brunson, Julius Randle, and, uh, and uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Jesus Christ, R.J. Barrett uh, can't overstate the, the contributions they get now defensively from Quinton Grimes and Deuce McBride, and then that's with Mitchell Robinson just swatting away all the baskets uh, and just playing, protecting the rim. So, yeah, I mean, Knicks and Rangers both on winning streaks. Uh, pretty long ones. And the Rangers just scored. I think Vinny Trocek just on the power play. Uh, so, they're up, what, 5-1? to 5-1. Right and... So, it's, yeah, listen, this game ain't over. I know that. It, Chicago's got a ton, a ton of pressure right now, and it could get ugly. I mean, I, I don't see heel anywhere, so that's not a good sign for the New York Rangers. But hopefully it's just precautionary with the, you know, because the last time he was out, it was due to a concussion. But uh, someone rightfully point out the last time the Knicks and the Rangers enjoyed long winning streaks uh, at the same time was in 1993, 1994. I don't know. Something seems kind of uh, funny about that.